This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. Today is Monday, September 26th. Coming up, a conversation about what it means when candidates and elected officials stop talking with journalists about the issues that affect people's lives. But first, our regular Monday look at politics and government news on both sides of the state line. Missouri lawmakers return to Jefferson City today as a special session continues there. As KCUR's Lisa Rodriguez reports, bills to reduce the state's income tax and to add support for rural businesses are moving forward. Last week, both the House and the Senate passed bills with a $40 million package of low-interest loans and tax incentives for farms and agricultural businesses over six years. It's what Governor Mike Parson wanted after he vetoed a similar measure that would have ended after just two years. Meanwhile, the House will now take up the Senate's income tax plan, which over several years would reduce the state's top rate from 5.3 percent to 4.5 percent, eventually costing the state just under a billion dollars a year. The governor wanted an even deeper cut, but the compromise passed the Senate on a bipartisan 24-4 vote. The House is expected to hold hearings and proceed toward votes on both bills later this week. The economy will play a big part in the race for Kansas governor, and both major candidates are trying to use it to their advantage. A poll conducted by Emerson College shows 48% of Kansans see the economy as the biggest issue in this election. The state has a historically low unemployment rate. Democratic Governor Laura Kelly is touting that and the state's $4 billion deal for a Panasonic battery factory. But Republican Derek Schmidt is trying to tie Kelly to rising inflation nationwide. He said during a campaign event in Shawnee that Kelly tried to stop tax relief bills that could help. We must do more to make daily life more affordable, not less affordable for Kansans going forward. Kelly opposed tax cuts in 2021, saying they would threaten the state's ability to fund schools and infrastructure. The poll shows Kelly and Schmidt in a statistical dead heat, with the election now just about six weeks away. That same poll shows the race for Kansas Attorney General is just as close between Republican Chris Kobach and Democrat Chris Mann. Mann picked up the endorsement of the Kansas Livestock Association, which broke with its tradition of picking Republicans, saying Mann was more likely to focus on state issues. Indeed, in a candidate forum last week, Kobach made no apology for his promise to fill vacancies in the AG's office with lawyers who would challenge President Biden's policies. Some of those positions I anticipate would go to our special litigation unit which would be defending Kansans against the Biden administration. Mann said he would defend the rights of Kansans regardless of who's in the president's office. The difference between the two of us is I will protect Kansans' rights no matter who is in the administration. Kobach led Mann by just two points in the Emerson College poll, with 16% of voters still undecided. And the Kansas City Council is now considering a new plan called Zero KC to end homelessness in the city. But as KCUR's Savannah Hawley reports, part of the plan may conflict with Missouri law. Part of Zero KC calls for decreasing sweeps of homeless camps and instead providing social services, health care, and housing options to people sleeping outside. But limiting camp sweeps could go against a new Missouri law that makes it a crime to sleep on state-owned land. If cities don't enforce the law, they could be sued by the state attorney general and denied state and federal funding for housing and homelessness. But Mayor Quentin Lucas says the law won't stop the city's outreach efforts. Kansas City will continue to address our houselessness outreach in the exact same ways, through care, through a hand up, rather than just being forceful, as the state law would suggest. The mayor also called the state law, quote, cruel, and said it is largely unenforceable. We've been noticing something. It's getting harder to get elected officials and candidates, some of them at least, 
to talk to us. There was a time when participating in debates, saying yes to radio interviews, getting your name and ideas out there, it all used to be a given, an automatic bipartisan agreement to answer questions in the name of civic discourse, not to mention the free PR. But now, especially among Republican candidates, journalists, including those of us here at KCUR, where this podcast is produced, are increasingly being told no. And that has consequences for the community's understanding of their views and for our ability to bring the full range of voices and ideas to listeners. The host of this podcast, KCUR's Nomeen Ujiadin, spoke with the host of KCUR's up-to-date talk show, Steve Kraske, to reflect on why this is happening and why it matters. I wanted to sit down with you because I feel like we have had sort of similar issues between our two shows of trying to get Republican candidates and public officials it's to an issue. talk to us, like at all. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about your experience with that. Can you talk about, you know, when did this start happening? Well, certainly this cycle, no mean, it's the worst it's ever been. I mean, we're really in a new place uh, in election year 2022. Republicans just aren't talking to us. And um, it's certainly nothing unique to KCUR. This is a nationwide uh, problem. It's a new campaign strategy, if you will, that uh, Republicans have employed. And they've just decided that doing these kinds of interviews, uh, taking part in debates, just doesn't uh, get them to where they want to be, which is to get elected. And they're worried uh, about making a mistake, something that's going to cost them votes and maybe cost them a race. So they are no longer doing these activities. And, you know, it's funny how the world changes. So much has changed in politics in recent years. But you, you certainly get a sense that the idea of doing these things almost starting, starting to feel like a quaint notion, something out of the past. And it's no longer going to be part of our current uh, conversation going forward. And I think it's a terrific loss. So when did you notice this starting to happen? Was there a particular election or year? Well, I don't know if I can pinpoint it to a, a precise year, but it's certainly been uh, becoming a problem. Republicans not willing to come on talk shows like the one I do on Up to Date going back five, six, seven years, more and more so. Uh, I've seen it happening more frequently. I remember specifically with with someone like uh, Senator Jerry Moran, when he was a congressman from Western Kansas, he was thinking about running statewide at some point in his career. And he used to call me up uh, frequently and say, hey, I'll come on whenever you want me. I'll be just call. I'll, I'll be on. In fact, he was on the first day I did the show. And uh, boy, we can't get Jerry Moran to come speak to us uh, with a, a pitchfork now. He has just completely shut shut this thing down. And uh, again, I think it's a, it, it's a big loss for voters. They just don't get a chance to compare candidates side by side in a convenient, economical way like we used to do it. So what was that like when you were able to get Republicans on regularly? Well, I think it was like you would have with any candidate. You know, we would come on and we would have conversations and yes we would ask tough questions when we had to ask tough questions but it certainly was a situation where they came on once and never said i'll never do it again they would come on and come on repeatedly over the years and uh, senator dole was on any number of times kit bond roy blunt is maybe the missouri senators maybe the one exception here he has agreed to come on occasionally 
even uh, of late. Governor Parson has agreed to come on once a year. We would have him on more often if we could, but he'll agree to do it once a year. So the door is still cracked a little bit there. Uh, we're going to have Senator Marshall from Kansas on, I think, sometime soon. Uh, he was going to be on a couple of weeks ago and had to cancel. So you do get opportunities, but boy, they are they're rare and far and few uh, between here. So what impact does this have on our ability to serve our listeners? Well, I think it has a pretty sharp impact. Uh, When you can only have one side of the equation, that begins to dig into the idea that journalists are trying to be fair and objective and offering points of view from both sides. And when you can only get one side, that, that hurts that cause a little bit. And it's important for listeners to understand that it's certainly not for a lack of trying on our part. We are trying and trying diligently and trying often. But this is, uh, again, sort of a party-wide new philosophy, if you will, that they're not going to do these kinds of uh, interviews nearly as often as they used to. And it's going to cost the public, I think, a clearer understanding of what's going on in our politics, what these individual office holders are doing, uh, how they're handling their jobs. And without question, it's a loss. That is why I wanted to sit down with you, because I am concerned sometimes that we'll come across as one-sided and we'll come across like we're not trying. But, But I do want listeners to know that we really are trying. There have been officials and candidates that I've reached out to, you know, a dozen times and they either don't respond at all or they consistently decline. Yeah, and I think our, the only way we can be responsive to this is to be as transparent as we possibly can and let our listeners know that, hey, we tried to get so-and-so on and uh, he or she declined the interview. And that's the only thing we can do uh, day in and day out to let people know that we are trying. But uh, no question it's a problem. And, and journalists of all stripes, print journalists, TV journalists, everyone's dealing with the same uh, problem right now. And you hope at some point it sort of straightens itself out. Something tells me this is probably going to be a long-term situation that we're walking into here. And earlier you mentioned that this is something that's happening all over the country. Um, Have you heard from other stations or other reporters that you know, not just in radio, about this happening to them as well? Absolutely. As you bump into your colleagues uh, from around the country, you, you swap notes and we're hearing identical stories just everywhere right now. And again, so everyone understands this is not a Kansas City issue, a KCUR issue. This is something that is happening far and wide and has become just a, a trend involving mainly, not, not exclusively, but mainly Republican candidates. Is there anything else you want to add about this topic that I haven't asked about? No, other than, you know, it's just discouraging. You know, as a reporter dedicated to trying to tell both sides of a story, when you aren't able to do that, particularly during an election season, when voters do engage, and they do do start paying attention more so than they typically do, you want to be able to present them with a complete picture of what's happening out there. And to some, some great extent, our hands are just tied right now, no mean. And it's, uh, it's, it's as, a, as a reporter who's been doing this for a long time, I find it discouraging. Yeah. And as somebody who's been doing this for a few years, I also find it dispiriting. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I understand that completely. Well, thank you, Steve. Thanks for having me on, Nomi. 
That was KCUR's Nomeen Ujiadeen, who will be back hosting this podcast tomorrow, and Steve Kraske, the host of KCUR's Up to Date. This is Kansas City Today. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. You can catch up to date on Kansas City's NPR station, KCUR 89.3, every weekday at 9 a.m. And get that and lots of other Kansas and Missouri news anytime at kcur.org. I'm Brian Ellison. Thanks for listening. This podcast isn't the only way KCUR keeps you informed, entertained, and inspired. Check out our daily news email, The Early Bird, our weekly creative adventure email, and so much more. You can subscribe at kcur.org newsletters.